Hello there ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast it's the NFL podcast, Laces Out. I was going to say American football but you know, you know it's all the same, it all works doesn't it? Um, no guest, I've got to break that one to you straight away so you don't go into expecting a guest, there is no guest. I tried, I really did, but you know, that time of year, people have commitments, it's a busy time. Before we get started, please do consider like, share, subscribe and comment. Leave a review where you can leave a review. And uh, obviously the big one is share the podcast around. If you've got an NFL fan in your life, send them this podcast. They might even thank you for it. Right, let's get started. Here we go. This is CookieCast. Laces out. Recording in progress. Hopefully. Apparently. Go on. Take it away. Well, no, no, I was uh, I was just going to say, welcome on in, one and all. And obviously, this week's podcast has a slightly different flavour to it than last week's podcast, mainly because my stupid face is on your screen. And Stuart Woodman's face is not on your screen. Now that could tell you one of two things. Either he just doesn't want to do this anymore. Or what's more likely is that I've returned from my self-imposed <clears throat> exile to mainland Europe. and uh, returning, from, is... returning from injury. Of course, yes. yes. I've, uh, I've come back from mandatory mini-camp. We, I think we're referring for this podcast. We're referring to it as a bye week because that would, yeah, be, you know, we'll go with that. Yeah, I've, 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 I'm, I'm back fresh off my bye, and uh, I'm, I'm ready and, and raring to go. I, I may, I may, I may say, may I say as well, that I did listen to last week's uh, podcast, and uh, Mr. Woodmancy did a superb job filling in. Uh, it was. Um, Bang, bang up the job. Yeah, uh, obviously, <clears throat> obviously, as a seasoned podcast host veteran, um, I think I think we we kind of knew that the uh, the other rain was in safe hands, and he did not oh, dis- he did not disappoint. He, uh, he 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 brought us home. That was good. Very well done. So I uh, like I say took uh, took heed. Of, uh, of all the details from last week's podcast, and I actually, uh, rather than just letting Mister Woodmansey do all of the heavy lifting in the book regard, I uh, listened along, watched along on the YouTube's, and actually wrote down everything that I needed to do at the time. So I do have all of Week 13's game picks, side bet, all of that stuff in front of me right now. So from a Week 13 game pick perspective. There were 13 games in total. Six teams were on by. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head which teams were on by. I know that the Ravens was one of them. That's the one I'm like, I'm like I remember the Ravens. Uh, I'm not seeing the Vikings name here. So I'm pretty sure they were also no, on by. That would make sense. But after that, 
I couldn't tell you. I mean, I could just look at my phone, which is literally there. But I'm a, I'm a, I'm a truly, truly lazy man, so I'm not going to do that. So, 13, 13 games in total. Therefore, 13 points up for grabs. In joint last slash second place, obviously, as there was three of us picking last week, with eight out of 13 selections correct. Not bad, not bad. It's the gentleman you see on your screen, ladies and gentlemen, myself and Mr. Cook. Even though we have a few differences in our picks, we both managed to end up with eight out of 13 selections correct. Um, the two games that we had picked differently was that I had the Texans beating the Broncos, which came off. Uh, Andy had the Rams beating the Browns, which came off. The rest of the games, we all picked the same. So, myself and Andy were let down by the Steelers, losing at home to the Cardinals. Not good. The um, Eagles, losing at home to the 49ers. Not good. The Chiefs losing at home to the Packers. Sorry, the Chiefs losing away at the Packers. Not good. And the Jaguars losing at home to the Bengals, which was probably one of the biggest shocks of the year. Uh, yeah, the weekend, that, that has got to be up there as... Uh, considering considering that the Bengals were uh, going in with a, a backup quarterback, I mean, the rest the rest of the team was pretty much bang up to, uh, bang up to snuff, to be fair. They were literally only hmm. missing Joe Burrow. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, strange one. Uh, therefore, winning the week with 10 out of 13 selections correct. It was our guest from last week, Mr. Stuart Woodley, guest and guest host. Guest host. Um, he was only let down by uh, the, the Chiefs not beating the Packers, the Jaguars not beating the Bengals, and the Steelers not beating the Cowboys. Everything else, he got spot on the money. So he was almost, almost getting a full boat. Um, so that means that the uh, he gets a point for the collective guest, moves the guest on to six and a half points for the season. Andy remains on five points for the season. I'm languishing way down in third place with one and a half points on the season. I need to uh, step my game up somewhat, uh, so, so to speak. I'm not going to lie. Uh, it, it is the thing that, that keeps me going week in, week out when we get to the side bet. So... Yeah, I feel, I feel the side bets, the season side bet has maybe got away from me somewhat. Um, well, funny you should mention that, Andrew, yeah, because yeah. speaking of the side bet, obviously in the book I have written down Andy's teams. And then in the book I've also written down, you need to be watching this on YouTube to get the year to get the point, Paul's teams. As obviously I had nothing to do with the picking of those teams last week. It was all down to Mr. Woodman team. And as covered on the podcast, he did in he did in fact say, mm, do I pick sensibly or do I pick a little less sensibly? I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think that was the exact phrasing that he used, but I believe that was the... Um, sentiment he was going for so to speak depending on the outcome no. my bank account will be either a little lighter 
or <laughs> exactly the same. You're, yeah, your but your bank account will be um, slightly lighter, or uh, he'll be getting an invoice in the post, shall we say? So, Andy started off with the Dolphins to beat the Commanders. Nice one. So, Unfortunately, it ends there. Fuck. For a little, for a little bit, um, he did have the Chiefs to beat the Packers. Big fat no there. That's a that's a banker Steelers. game, is that one? The Steelers to beat the Cardinals. Big fat no there, but does bring it back at the end with the Lions to beat the Saints. So not all not all terrible. Two points from a possible four to move Andy to twenty. Excuse me, twenty nine points from a possible fifty two. Stuart have done some excellent selections for me. He had picked the Buccaneers to beat the Panthers, the Falcons to beat the Jets, the Chargers to beat the Patriots in, oh my good lord, a game that should never be viewed by anyone for the rest of time. Two field goals in an entire 60 minutes of football, that is... It's potentially one of the worst games of football that has ever graced our screens. Oh, and I had, the, I had the unfortunate... He's, he's clearly seen it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I had the unfortunate... Not quite viewing of it, but it was it was featured somewhat on Red Zone and it was like, what, what are we doing here? Um... I also saw the uh, the power rankings for the NFL after week 13. Uh, Patriots, 31 out of 32. Yeah, not great. Not great. Uh, so, three out of three so far for Mr. Wubberty. Swine. Would he get the full vote? Sadly, he would not, with the fourth selection being the Jaguars to beat the Bengals. Probably the banker of the weekend, and it's uh, it's not paid off for him nor myself, sadly. So yes, just uh, just ending up with three out of the four points available, move myself onto thirty-seven from a possible fifty-two points. So that's that's basically two full weeks of um, of getting no points correct for me, really. For Andy to come back to it. But as we've said, the side bet remains on until the end of the season. So, stranger things have happened. Andy came back from a large deficit last season. It's still all to play for. Yeah, we might have to, we might have to start considering a handicap. Like, I don't know. You only get three picks. Something like that. Yeah, we could do that. The, the, the bigger the gap gets the more of my selections you get. Yeah, yeah. I get six picks. <laughs> and no deductions. If uh, I get it wrong, I don't lose a point. I like it. I like it very much. So that's your week 13 game picks and side bet gone through. And I know for a fact that I'm having checked my book, the Stats Mistress has done a stupendous job in providing week 13 stats. So I believe, it, yeah, am, am I correct in thinking it would be you to start on this uh, for this week's from the stats? Absolutely, uh, big 
shout out to the stats mistress. She was on the Bobby today. I I had I hadn't even checked my emails and poof, there it was. Um, so big shout out to the stats mistress for this week's stats, and I believe Nate Davis of USA Today is credited with the majority of the stats. Uh, this is NFL Week Thirteen stats for the twenty twenty three season. I'm assured. The first one, hefty. San Francisco 49ers dismembered the Philadelphia Eagles 42-19 at Lincoln Financial Field in a much-hyped, if highly disappointing, rematch of last season's NFC Championship game. Niners quarterback Brock Purdy may well have bypassed Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts in the MVP race after throwing for 314 yards and four touchdowns on Sunday. Of course, Purdy's elbow injury in the NFC title game was the point where San Francisco's Super Bowl hopes, at least for the 2022 season, evaporated. Number two, the 49ers improved to 9-1 this season in games when wide receiver Debo Samuel has played. The lone loss coming at Cleveland when a shoulder injury knocked him out. Sunday, the trash-talking Samuel backed up the yak with 138 yards from scrimmage and three touchdowns. Number three, and we are sticking with San Francisco. San Francisco running back Christian McCaffrey's two-yard touchdown run made him the third player in NFL history with 50 touchdowns on the ground and 25 more via reception. He joins Hall of Famers Lenny Moore and Marshall Falk. Number four. Philadelphia and the Denver Broncos, who entered week 13 as the NFL's hottest teams, just let that one sink in, both saw their five-game winning streak snapped. Um, I don't want to highlight that the first week that I was like, yeah, I think the Broncos have got this one. Number five, the Dolphins wide receiver, Tyreek Hill, finished with Five catches for 157 yards and two touchdowns. His league-leading 1,481 receiving yards are the most ever through a dozen games during the Super Bowl era since 1966. And six, and final for me, huge game in Houston on Sunday. The Texans roping the Broncos in a game that could determine which of these teams qualifies for a playoff spot. That is the end of my stats. But that is not the end of the stats. Paul, take it away. No, it is not. It's not. In a weird, it's a weird sort of thing with that. The the AFC South went from being like the sort of joke division in football to like overnight becoming like actually competitive again yeah <laughs> and it's very interesting to see yeah however <clears throat> continuing the stats congratulations to mike evans on sunday the tampa bay buccaneers pro bowler 
became the first player in NFL history to start a career with 10 consecutive 1,000-yard receiving seasons. Evans' seven grabs for 162 yards and a score were pretty much the difference in the Bucks' 21-18 win over the Carolina Panthers, who remained stuck on one win even after the ousting of coach Frank Reich. Sad times. Also, congratulations to James Conner. The Arizona Cardinals may not have much left to play for in 2023, but he was scintillating. 105 yards and two touchdowns rushing on Sunday in his return to Pittsburgh, where he overcame cancer whilst playing for the Pitt Panthers and later starred for the Steelers, who drafted him in 2017. Quite the, uh, quite the comeback story there. Absolutely. New Orleans Saints quarterback Derek Carr is dealing with shoulder, back and concussion issues and has now failed to finish three games this season. His new team falling a full game behind the first place Atlanta Falcons in the NFC South standings after Sunday's loss to the Detroit Lions. Saints running back Alvin Kamara scored his 52nd and 53rd career rushing touchdowns on Sunday breaking Mark Ingram's franchise record. Oh, good Christ. You've put this in on purpose, you filthy slow. Joe Flacco, dot, 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 dot. He passed for 255. For those of you not watching this on YouTube, you need to watch it for Andy's victory dance that he's thoroughly enjoying at the moment. <laughs> He passed for 254 yards and two touchdowns for the Cleveland Browns, who lost on Sunday to the resurgent Los Angeles Rams. Still think that still think the Jets could have maybe used that kind of production from the Super Bowl 47 MVP. No, no, they couldn't. No one in their right mind needs Joe Flacco anywhere near their franchise. And finally for me. The Patriots have suffered multiple home shutouts in a season for the first time in their almost 64 years of existence. Is it, uh, is it too easy to say at this point that we're, uh, we're, we should be calling time on the uh, Bill Belichick? So, influence in New England? Here's my theory that I've been... I've been passing around the last few days. I imagine, come end of the season, the Patriots are going to go to Belichick and say, right, we've got two things on the table right now to offer you. Number one is you can retire as head coach of the New England Patriots, have your legacy cemented as one of, if not the greatest head coach in the game. Or, we're going to fire you, and you best hope that the Jets have got your number on speed now. <laughs> I, I, I think, realistically, there has to come a point where you have to be able to say that the game has maybe passed you by. Even if, at one point, you were arguably the greatest head coach in the history of the game. There's this whole air of he's trying to prove that he can do it without Brady 
but we're several seasons past that point, whereas now it's dropping into this is just embarrassing. A head coach of Belichick's calibre should not have a season that looks anything like this. To say that this is going to go on his record is... Yeah, it's not good. It's not a good look, that's for sure. It is worried. Obviously, you kind of you kind of understand why he's sticking around because obviously he's only what ten or so wins away from the all-time head coach winning record. Yeah. So I imagine it's a case of he wants to at least get that, and then maybe tack a few more on so it makes it you know. Difficult for anyone to get even close to it and things like that. But yeah, at the current rate, how many more seasons is that going to take? Because... <laughs> well, <laughs> if he's going to be if he's going to be dealing with double digit losses on the season, just to begin with, that only gives him a maximum of seven games that he's going to win. So it's um, not great, shall we say? Not great, but. I wouldn't be surprised if um, come the end of the season, and I believe they refer to it as Black Monday, as the day when most of the, when some of the teams make the change at head coach. I would be very surprised if come the start of next season he is neither the coach of the New England Patriots nor the head coach of at least I was going to say at least one more thing. He can't be head coach of more than one team. <clears throat> That's not how that works. I, but yeah, I would be very, I would be very surprised if he's not a head coach in the NFL next season. I one hundred percent agree. Uh, at the very least, and I mean the very least, he will not be coaching the Patriots come next season. I think that's a given. I think, you know, you've got to start looking towards your fan base. Come a certain point, even even diehard Patriots fans. They're not gonna. They're not gonna be happy going into another season looking like this. Bearing in mind where they came from, what five years ago, they were still winning yeah. Super Bowls. It's just not a good look. No, very true, very true. So week fourteen, sorry, week thirteen is in the books. We've done and dusted. We move on. We move to week fourteen, and obviously you've now been watching for around thirty minutes or so. The Eagle. Eagle-eyed and eagle-eared amongst you will have noticed you haven't heard anyone else's voice at this point, other than myself and Mr. Cook. Therefore, no guest was uh, was available for this particular week. So we've done it again, ladies and gentlemen. We've dug into our bag of tricks. I've asked my good lady wife to step up to the plate and provide us with some excellent picks. As always, the... Um, you might you might notice a pattern when it comes to uh, Mrs. Williams's picks. Uh, when it comes to a certain team that played purple, um, as I believe in the handful, shall we say, times I've asked her to make predictions, she has yet to predict that the Baltimore Ravens will lose a game. Let's see if she's picked that way this week. Honestly, I don't think it's a bad plan of action. <laughs> If you like the Ravens, they're probably going to win. More than likely. So, week 14, 
15 games in total this week. Only two teams that were left to take a bye, which was the Cardinals and the Commanders. I believe they are the last two teams to take a bye this season. Let me just double-check. Every other team looks to have played 12 games. That is correct. They are the last two remaining teams to take their bye this season. So, after week 14... We'll be back to a full slate of 16 games each and every week for the remainder of the four weeks of the regular season. And then, of course, we'll move into the lottery of the playoffs. But for week 14, we see the opening game on Thursday Night Football is, oh dear Lord, not one to be watched as it is the New England Patriots at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, so obviously the Patriots going to this one in absolutely no form whatsoever, and I'm pretty sure the Steelers are going to be on for their backup quarterback. So yeah, so are we going to see, are we um, going to see another all field goals game? My um, my fantasy team managed to put uh, put the sword to the Steelers uh, quarterback last week. Um, as is the way with any quarterback that goes on to my fantasy team. Uh, so, you know, sorry, Pittsburgh. Um, so, yes, there's going to be a backup quarterback situation there. Um, <clears throat> I, mean, I, I honestly don't know what it is the Patriots are doing at this point in time as far as, like, you know, who, who is playing week in, week out the coin? It's not looking great. Obviously, the game, the game being in Pittsburgh, you would think would link would lend to the Steelers being the heavy favourite on this one, and that's the way we've all gone. We've all taken the Steelers to get the win in that one. Moving on to the Sunday slate games. Excuse me. The next one up is the Buccaneers at the Falcons. Obviously, it's a divisional game. Um, Andy has gone with the Falcons to get the win on this one, whereas myself and Amy have taken the Buccaneers. Obviously, divisional games usually have a little bit more spice in them. Wouldn't be surprised to see that one go either way, to be honest with you. Next up is the um, Rams at the Ravens. Um, as we said in the stats, the uh, the Rams have found a bit of a resurgence at the moment. So they're coming off the back of a win against the Browns. Um, however, we all believe that that little resurgence will, uh, will be ground to a halt, as we've all taken the Ravens to get the win in that particular game. Uh, next up, we have the Lions at the Bears. Uh, myself and Andy have taken the Lions on that one. Amy fancies the Bears to get the win there. Again, it is a divisional matchup, so strange things have happened. Um, next up, it's the Colts at the Bengals. Um, obviously, the Bengals and both of these teams, in fact, running off uh, backup quarterbacks at the moment. So I've gone with the Colts, as I feel they're sort of riding the hot hand with Gardner Mitchell at the moment. Andy and Amy both taking the Bengals on that one. We have the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Cleveland Browns. We've all taken the Jags on this one. However, I think it's day-to-day as to whether Trevor Lawrence will be ready in time for this one. Obviously, he left the game against the Bengals on Monday with a knee injury. It was something to do with with his lower legs. And when it happened, he couldn't walk. 
Like he couldn't he couldn't physically stand and walk enough before collapsing and I was like, that's a season ender. And then they've come out and gone, Oh, it's a high ankle sprain. So he's still eligible. And obviously they'll work on it over the course of a week, but it looked bad. Strange on that as well. Like I saw someone had commented as well that he had to be he had to be helped to the to the locker room. Yeah. Um, with staff, um, and it didn't go unnoticed that um, obviously the Jacksonville Jaguars are owned by a certain Khan family um, that might be involved in a certain wrestling company that's um, somewhat elite apparently, uh, and they can't afford a uh, can't to transfer their injured players into the locker room, which did not go down well. Um, anyway, we'll move on. Next up, we have the Panthers at the Saints. Uh, I'm talking about Andy taking the Saints on that one. Amy's giving a bit of love to the Panthers. That might bite him in the ass. Um, Texans at Jets is the next game, and we've all taken the Texans on that one. No great surprise there, to be honest with you. Um, that's the last of the 6pm slot of games. We move to the 9 o'clock um, hour, where we see the Vikings taking on the Raiders in Las, in Las Vegas. I'm the only one who's gone with the Raiders with the hope for the match here. Both Andy and Amy fancy the Vikings to get the win. Next up, we have the Seahawks at the 49ers in another divisional matchup. Um, 49ers for me and Andy. Amy has taken the Seahawks on that one. Um, contender for Game of the Week sees the Bills travelling to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. Obviously, the Chiefs coming off the back of a surprise loss against the Packers. and The Bills coming off the back of a bye. Probably the best time for the uh, for, well, I was going to say the best time. Probably not the best time for the Bills to be playing the Chiefs, as obviously the Chiefs will be licking their wounds somewhat coming off the back mm. of that loss. Me and Andy have both backed the Chiefs to get the win on that one, whereas Amy has taken the Bills. We'll be interested to see how that one goes. A couple more games left. We have the Broncos at the Chargers. Andy and Amy have taken the Broncos, whereas I've gone with the Chargers on that one. Um. The Monday night football, or sorry, not the Monday night football, the Sunday night football sees the Eagles travel to Dallas to take on the Cowboys. Andy has gone with the Eagles, whereas myself and Amy have given home field advantage to the Cowboys. That one will be tasty. And uh, not for the first time this season, we have a double header on Monday night football. Um, not entirely sure why they've done that. It might be something to do with the college, uh, the college football. Um, scenario um, that might be the end of college football so that might be why they've double stacked Monday night, mm. not entirely sure but we have the Titans at the Dolphins and at the same time it's the Packers at the Giants, so there'll be a bit of a simulcast sort of situation going on there for uh, American viewers somewhat um, we've Myself and Andy have taken the Dolphins to beat the Titans, whereas Amy has taken the Titans on that one. And uh, we've all backed the Packers to get the win against the Giants. No great shock there. That's the Week 14 game picks. Done and dusted. It's just left, well, it's just only left for me and Andy to do our four side bet picks each. But before we do that, we're actually going to compose ourselves, dust ourselves off, then come back at you refreshed and ready and roaring to go. So you guys don't need to do anything. It'll just update instantaneously in your feet. But we're going to step away for just a couple of moments. 
Recording in progress. See? Told you. Almost instantaneous, that. So, week 14's game picks in the books. We just need to put together our four picks each for the side bet, and then we'll be out of your hair. So, obviously Andy comes into this uh, behind by eight. Uh, it's up to you, sir, if you want to pick first or whether you want to put me into that. Uh, I'm going to go first dibs. Okay. Um, and a, a system that is that is tried and true, I'm going to implement here and now by picking the New Orleans Saints to beat the 1-11 and 11 Carolina Panthers. It's a solid start. On a similar vein, I will go for the Baltimore Ravens to beat the Los Angeles Rams. And quickly on the heels of, of that, I will also pick the a Detroit Lions to beat Ooh. the Chicago Bears. Oh, I had my eye on that one. Your next two. Uh, I'll take the Miami Dolphins to beat the Tennessee Titans. I think the Dolphins have got enough there to get that one done. Yeah. And uh, I will take the San Francisco 49ers to beat the Seattle Seahawks. Pains of me to say it, but again, I think the 49ers have got enough there to get that one taken care of. Right, so my two to round out the week. I mean, like, everything... It would make so much sense to just pick the Steelers after the Patriots, but... The Steelers have been so inconsistent this season yeah. that honestly, them losing to the Patriots wouldn't surprise me. Nope. Um, because they're at home, I can't believe I'm about to say this, but I'm going to go with the Chargers to beat the Broncos, which does sound ridiculous because, as everyone knows, the Chargers going to charge. Um, and I'll go for the Packers to beat the Giants. Which just leads you to uh, close us out for the week, sir. It's one of those where I feel like it's it's very much in the, in the realms of dubious pick. But with everything that the Jets have got going on and their uh, announcement from today, a, a tee-hee-hee, I will take the Houston Texans to beat the New York Jets. It's one that I looked at. I just couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to do it. Like, for some bizarre, strange reason, 
the Jets being at home does odd things to that team. Yeah, honestly, if if I end up going like I'm not saying that like all the others, but if it ended up being like, oh, you got three out of four picks, this is the one I expect to be the one that I get shafted on in comparison to the others because it's just such a, you know, when you've got that whole like Zach Wilson's been through the ringer this season, but rightly so because I mean. Do we remember the, the, the point in time where he couldn't even walk out onto the field without falling over? Um, but it also has that air of, if that was you, you would want to go out and prove yourself. Now, obviously, this won't be the first time to, of him having that opportunity and failing miserably, but a game like this is like, you know, I could just... Prove them all wrong, just this once. Um, so yeah, that it was. It was one of those where I was like, uh, you probably got to look at what's going on internally, and just think that they can't possibly be all that synced up with a week on week quarterback change. So <clears throat> yeah. So. As a quick recap, Andy's taken the following four teams. The Saints at home to the Carolina Panthers. The Dolphins at home to the Tennessee Titans. The 49ers at home to the Seahawks. And the Houston Texans away at the New York Jets. I have got the Baltimore Ravens at home to the Los Angeles Rams. The Detroit Lions at the Chicago Bears. The Los Angeles Chargers at home to the Denver Broncos and the Green Bay Packers at the New York Giants. Interesting stuff. Let me say, eight points the difference. I think Andy's still still in this. I think that that, that could disappear in a couple of weeks with uh, with some... Uh, I mean, as, as you said... I'm pretty sure it was round about this time last season that the tables were just well and truly flipped to the point that we went into the last game of the season going, well, good luck to you, sir, because it's been a ride. I'm literally looking at it here. Going into week 14, Uh, I had a six-point lead. Okay. Uh, that remained a six-point lead after week 14. Going into week 16, I had a four-point lead, which you brought back. Okay. And then, obviously, going into week 17, it was down to two points. Down to week 18, it was one point. <laughs> Um, it went back up to two points, then to one point, and then finally on the week of the Super Bowl, it was uh, it was neck and neck. So, listen, like we've said, strange things have happened. It's, it's only eight points. All to play for. It can all still change. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That is your week of NFL nonsense brought to a close. Thank you. To Mr. Cook. Uh, do you know what? I will say thank you to you. 
But I'd like to dive back and say thank you to Mr Woodmancy for diving in and taking the reins alongside your good self last week. Did a stellar job. Thank you kindly. Obviously did fantastically well at picking for the side bet for me also. So, nice. Thank you to Mr Woodmancy. Thank you to you, Mr Cook, for, uh, for joining me again this week. And thank you to all of you listeners, watchers, viewers, contributors for uh, coming along week in, week out to uh, listen to uh, two or possibly more of us drone on about an American sport loved by us over here across the pond. Join us again in a week's time where we'll break it all down and go through it all again for you. But until then, take care of yourselves and we'll see you in a week's time. Tatty bye. So there you go, what you think that? Another week gone, another week of games gone, another week of games to look forward to. Starting to get to the back end of the season now, starting to see what the playoffs are shaping up like. It's all very exciting. Obviously, we've got that side bet situation as well. Big thank you for watching, big thank you for listening, big thank you for being here. Before you go, click a few buttons for me. Like, share, subscribe, comment the lot. Check out the website thecookiecast.com, there you'll find social media links and an email button, and that way you can get in touch with us. That's it for this one. Until next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then. Thank you for listening to this episode of Cookiecast.